If you're human, which I believe accounts for at least 70% of my listeners, then you're useless and lazy. But that's actually not a bad thing and can be very helpful for learning how to lucid dream. I'm Daniel Love of thelucidguide.com. I'm a sleep and dream researcher and lucid dream teacher, so it's my job to make sure you're doing the best you can to unlock the world of lucid dreams. And to do that, today we're going to look at your lazy side, the part of you that procrastinates and puts things off and lazes around doing as little as is humanly possible. How can that be something that will help you to learn how to lucid dream? So let's face it, if we all did everything that we could do in a day, our lives would look very different. Most of us put things off, most of us are lazy, and most of us really aren't making the most of our potential. But when it comes to lucid dreaming, this can offer unique insights into what you need to do. So there's this unspoken but obvious truth about lucid dreaming, which is most people who are new to it are looking for a quick fix and an easy solution. And that's human nature. We all want to just press a button and get results. We've been trained into that kind of world. But that's not the world we live in. We live in the natural world. And when it comes to our bodies and our minds, we are dealing with forces of nature. And anyone who's ever done any manual work, gardening, labouring, DIY, you name it, you know already that the natural world works at a very slow pace, and it requires hard slog. That's what it requires to get anything done in the physical world. And even though dreams seem like this ethereal plane, they are based and grounded on the foundations of biology and psychology. The software of the mind is a biological system. So it runs at the same rate and requires the same tools and actions as anything else in the physical world. And you'll also know, if you've ever done any of these things, that if you try and find shortcuts for manual labour or DIY or something like that, you end up with a shoddy result that generally falls apart or doesn't work at all. So the same is true with lucid dreaming. You can't cut corners and you have to put in the work, but we're naturally lazy creatures. So how do we square this circle? So here's the thing. We tend to do things that we enjoy, but why do we enjoy them? Because generally we're quite good at them and we find them easy. So you could say, that we enjoy the things that we find easy. And what does that mean? Well, it means that every time you do something, especially when it comes to lucid dreaming, that you enjoy doing, it's because you find it easy to do. So this is going to vary between individuals depending on your own proclivities. But what you're essentially doing, if you're only doing the things you enjoy doing, is training the muscles of your brain, which are already strong, which is why you find it easy, which is why you enjoy doing it. Can you see the problem with that? If you only do the things you enjoy, and you enjoy those things because you find them easy, then you're not actually making any progress. You're just working with your strengths. Now, if you want to learn a new skill, especially something that you know nothing about, there's going to be a lot of things that you're not very good at that your mental muscles are incredibly weak. And those things 
you're going to avoid because they're exhausting. You don't want to have to deal with them. That is actually gold dust. So what I want you to do, and this is going to be a little bit of a chore and some homework, is to think about everything you know about lucid dreaming, all the practices that are required to be done to achieve this wonderful state, and then I want you to list all of those that you avoid doing, or you dislike doing, or you find hard work. And I'm just going to make this clear. This isn't an optional practice. However much you think you know about lucid dreaming, however much experience you have, this is the most vital step. Right now, there is nothing you could do that is more important than this. Because when you have that list of the things about lucid dreaming that you don't like, that you don't enjoy, which are hard work, what you actually have is a list of all the things you personally need to work on. You have just listed your weaknesses, your the areas of your psychology that are not strong. And if those are things that are required for lucid dreaming, and you now know for certain that you're not good at them because you're weak in those areas, that's what you're missing. You are missing those practices. So then start investing the majority of your lucid dream practice into those things. And as they become easier, as they become more enjoyable, you know that you've mastered that aspect of lucid dreaming. And I'm not going to pretend that this is easy because the very definition of the practice is that you're dealing with the things you find hardest. But that's why it works, because you're no longer training the already strong parts of your mind that don't need training. You're working on the weak little puny muscles of your brain that haven't been touched for decades, the things that really need a good workout. And I see this all the time with my students, and the variety is mind-boggling. So you have some people who are very logical, and they will focus all their efforts in analysing the structure of their dreams and coming up with charts and diagrams and all sorts of things. And then they won't put effort into things like mindfulness or literally any other element that they're weak at. And then you have the other end of the spectrum where you have people who are very into the spiritual side of lucid dreaming. They've been meditating for decades, really good at meditating, and they think that that's enough to get them lucid, but they've already got those muscles worked out. More meditation isn't going to help you become better at meditation. They need to work on logic and focus and that sort of thing. But the list is as unique as you are. We each have our individual strengths and weaknesses. And now when you've done this practice, you will have a list of the priorities for your lucid dream practice. Laziness and disliking things are actually just signposts to where you need to go. And this isn't just applicable to lucid dreaming, it's applicable throughout your life. What are the things you avoid? So for example, I'm really awful at mathematics, and I generally avoid anything that requires me to use that particular muscle. That's a signpost to me that I'm very weak in that area, and if anything, I should be going to more things that require me to do maths. That's something I should do, and my laziness, my procrastination, my dislike of that is nothing more than a big neon sign saying, work on this. And you know this already. 
This all makes perfect logical sense, doesn't it? You know it. Deep down, you know this is true. If you're not, if what you're doing doesn't feel like work, then you're not really doing it. So if you spend all your time just reading lucid dreaming books and listening to podcasts and watching videos and focusing on all the bits you enjoy, the philosophizing, that side of things, then you're really making no progress forward and you're training nothing. You're using all of your pre-existing skills. If you want to learn something new, it's going to feel like work. And if it feels like work, the harder it feels, you know that you're putting the right effort into the right things. Words like mindfulness and awareness and self-understanding are thrown around as if they're worthless when it comes to this subject. But what is mindfulness and awareness and self-understanding if not being aware of your weaknesses? Now, so often people use these terms in a way which is very self-aggrandizing, I suppose, or at least self-indulgent, because what they tend to enjoy being aware of is their positive strengths. So awareness, mindfulness, all of those kinds of words also include your weaknesses, your procrastination, your laziness, and all of those things. And if nothing else, they are actually the most important things to be mindful of. Being mindful of what you're good at achieves nothing. Being mindful of what you're bad at and what you avoid will give you a new doorway to walk through. So you are lazy and useless, and that is brilliant because those things are your most potent teacher. They are the targets you need to aim for, and they are all the skills that if you can master those, then you will master lucid dreaming. And frankly, this is one of the most important lessons I can share with you. I can think of very few regarding lucid dreaming that come close. So hopefully today's podcast has given you food for thought, and you now have a new list of priorities to work on. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, and I'll see you in the next podcast.